happy November, dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Deep Spinach. We are so excited to bring you some very special guests, Anthem and Aria, producers of The All-American Haunting, whose performances have been featured on America's Got Talent, NBC, and Hulu. Welcome, Anthem and Aria. Hi there. Thank you so much for having us. You describe yourselves as the psychic soulmates. That's right. That's what we've uh, coined ourselves for the last 10 some odd years. How did you become the psychic soulmates? What is there? A, how much of a backstory is there to that? <laughs> well, um, it was the beginning of what year? 2013, something like that at this point. Yeah, it was the beginning of 2013. Mm-hmm. We met and we immediately hit it off. We met through a mutual friend. And it was one of those things where it was like so many coincidences between us. We were like, well, this has to be more than just luck. You know, mm-hmm. Anthem and Aria, for instance, two kinds of songs starting with A. Those are some interesting names. So to to meet somebody with a similar name and then also born on the same uh, day of the month, the same, uh, we both studied the same forms of art like opera and jazz mm-hmm. at the same place, even though we never met there. Right. Uh, It was a lot of coincidences that we were like, okay, well, what's the deepest core of all this? We both have a love for the mystical, the magical, for entertainment and illusion. And so we took those, and within a month of having known each other, we put together our first show. And it was uh, just about March, yeah, Yeah. mid-March, we did our very first show together. Okay. And when did you really decide you wanted to take what you've done as psychic soulmates and 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 bring it to a much larger audience? You know, and how was the idea for the All American Haunting hatched? Well, uh, I would say that the desire to play to the largest crowd possible has always been inherent in both of us. We yeah, are both uh, major hams. Yeah. We were raised on musical theater and mm-hmm. other like forms of art. Uh, we both loved Phantom of the Opera when we were young, and we both dreamed of being Broadway stars. So from the beginning of our very roots, I would say we were dreaming of bigger and uh, brighter things than many of the people around us even really understood. Uh, it made us kind of the weirdos at some point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, we started doing our mentalism show. We did a magic show. We've done a lot. Of, we even have a jazz band. We were doing jazz shows. We were doing all the sorts of different kinds of performances, but we've always had a deep love for the spooky and the spiritual. And I've been doing theatrical seances since, oh, I mean, high school. I actually, mm-hmm. you were invited to a party. Yes, a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And he did his own version in this very room, this very room. that we're sitting in okay. now. Um, For a bunch of friends, but we had never met before. We never met, and, and it was really bad, but It, it you was tried. really bad. I was terrible. <laughs> you, know, the, you were like 15. Uh, that's right. I was very young. <laughs> Luckily, this one brightens up the show quite a bit, Thank and you. we've gotten a bit more experience. So it's been something like that we've been doing for a very long time, even in our youth, just like... Uh, just like our vision for bigger, brighter things for the psychic soulmates, we've always been playing for the largest stage, but also looking for the way to express every part of ourselves uh, artistically. Nice, nice. And, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners are would be interested in hearing a little bit of the behind the scenes of uh, America's Got Talent. You want to you wanna let us in on that? Yes, we'll give you as much as we can. Um, I wish we could tell you everything. everything. Um, They do make you sign a pretty hefty NDA. Uh Uh, But um, it was was a crazy experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It happened, what, March 
13th, March Friday the 13th. Right. Oh, really? Wow. That's right. March 13th, Friday okay. the 13th of mm. 2020. Okay. Anyone so. remember what happened that day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just um, no audience. You know, That's right. So we because mm. that was the it was day weird. of COVID, right? So okay, Heidi Klum right, was right. sick. Uh, they thought Heidi Klum might have COVID. Yeah. Um, so they had to get a guest judge, and none of the audience was allowed in. It was all very weird, and 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 I would say that our experience backstage is probably different than anyone else who ever was on AGT because you saw a group of writers absolutely having to throw everything in the bin because mm -hmm. this was going to change everything. Right. Right. So it was very interesting to watch. Um, afterwards, you know, with the pandemic starting and everything, we were faced with this fear, you know, AGT changes so many people's lives. America's Got Talent changes lives. And we knew that our career as entertainers was about to come to a standstill. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we were like, oh my gosh, could this have been a waste of our time and energy? Will this even make an impact or a dent on our lives? It was very disheartening at the time. But as... Uh, the world came back to some sense of normalcy. We saw the impact even then, even if nobody could remember, we saw the impact of America's Got Talent long term. And so we're very grateful for the experience. And it was mm -hmm. uh, uh, life changing, to say the least. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'd never been on TV before. So it was just also just terrifying. Yeah. Um, you get in there and because Terry Crews is the... Uh, uh, MC. The, the MC and he's standing in front of you and you're like this is the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life <laughs> wow. and he's really nice and you're just like uh, am I dreaming right now oh it was so surreal I will <laughs> say that yeah. Um, but yeah gosh I wish but I wish we could tell you everything because it is a, a wild, wild ride back okay okay yeah. well I've I've watched several um, people because I used to watch AGT all the time and and with all the creative endeavors that Jason and I have started, it's it's been it's been a little bit difficult to watch those things. But I remember watching people like yourselves. They start out and you and you see their story developed. They also uh, can I ask how far you got on AGT? We were just part of one episode. One, okay. but they they gave us a big long segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just one episode. It did not go very far, but it was indeed. Um, very life-changing. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, I was wondering, why why is it that uh, Ouija boards and communication with the other side got such a bad rap? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're asking because uh, you came to our show at the, the Lincoln Center and you saw us use a Ouija board there. Right. And you heard a little bit about what we had to say. I'm absolutely right. happy to talk about this. Uh, we have quite a collection of Ouija boards around the house. Uh, we even have one uh, that's Dia de los Muertos themed. I should have grabbed that oh my gosh, and yeah. brought that with me. Um, and the one that you saw the other night was handcrafted by uh, a, an amazing craftsman named Tim Weissman. Love this guy and his art is a big part of the show. Now, with all of that said, um, why did Ouija boards get such a bad rap? I think that's easy to say. Yeah, it's Hollywood, basically. Mm. Um, I... We've talked about this a lot because we're just, we love horror movies all day, every day. We'll just sit and watch scary movies. And more often than not, it's always Hollywood coming up with some crazy, like fake occult reason <laughs> for why there's a ghost in someone's house. Yeah. Um, and the Ouija board is interesting fodder for any writer, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
to be uh, to be given the opportunity to have such a juicy piece in the story, of course they would, right? And of course, a story mm. needs to start somewhere. Usually, it needs to take the lead heroes into a dark or scary new adventure, right? Well, mm-hmm. a Ouija board is a perfect way to do that thematically. And in fact, we use it that way in the show ourselves, right when everything goes wrong is after we use the Ouija board. Right. And I think that the best way to address the fear or anxiety or hesitation some feel around a Ouija board is to explain its its main workings. Have either of you ever heard of the idiomotor response? No. Yeah. Not really. So idio means thought, right? Mm-hmm. And motor means motion. So literally the idiomotor response is something within us that puts our thoughts in motion. It can be experienced when using a pendulum or dowsing rods or many things. Some people think that these things move by spiritual influences and they may or may not. But there's a strong set of, of a strong set of evidence showing that the idiomotor works directly with our subconscious and causes tiny muscle movements that make these things happen in alignment with our deeper consciousness. So wow. when we're using the Ouija board, I think what's interesting is that we're like a lightning rod to the spirits, you know? If there is something on the other side, if there is spirits, if there is something supernatural, or whether it's something that's in our head, but it's a state we can access, I believe that that consciousness flows through us, and there's no better psychodrama to cause that, and no better way to set yourself up with a psychomagic act than by putting a Ouija board down and being a part of the theater of the experience because that engages your subconscious and allows those answers to come through you and through your muscles. So I know that's a long-winded answer for why a Ouija board works, but I think that gives a better idea to people who might be feeling very anxious about it. It's kind of like a divination tool. It's it's exactly what it is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And as we get closer to Halloween and more specifically Dia de los Muertos, it's widely accepted in the Latino community that death is not a taboo topic, but rather something to celebrate and be remembered as a community. And is it fair to say that your show also encourages people to not fear death and rather embrace what we don't fully understand? Mm. Absolutely. Yes, I think so. And while I may not be an expert on Dia de los Muertos or um, Latino tradition, I have looked into this, and of course I've seen great representations of it in media, and the celebration of life and life after death is beautiful and poetic. Mm. And I think that the society and the system of being that I grew up in could have greatly been bolstered, could have been helped by the acceptance, the appreciation, and the remembrance of death. I think that the traditions that we see in Latin communities and in uh, in South American traditions all around the globe, I mean, this is, uh, it's something that we're lacking, I think, for a lot of people. And it, be, it makes death this scary thing for them. And quite frankly, your show in and of itself, it, I dare I say, it adds some fun to it. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that inspired us to really... Um, Take the take the All American Haunting on the road is that during the pandemic we were researching haunted houses and stuff like that, and it was shown that in past tragedies or times of climactic disagreements globally, haunted houses, scary movies tended to do their best, 
And I think that during these times of stress, you'd think people would want escapism, but some people want to digest that fear a little bit. And I think that our show maybe helps people digest death or fear or even what courage really means or what mediumship really means. I think it lets them digest it in an interesting way, especially in this time when I know everyone is struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so is Teddy the only spirit guide that you work with or have you had other guides in your personal life? And and how much of, of the mediumship really is a part of your reality? Yeah, so Teddy is, well, he's first of all, just our favorite part of the show. Um, and he's our favorite character in the show. Everybody loves Teddy. Everybody loves Teddy. Mm-hmm. This creepy little <laughs> spirit of a boy who lives inside this creepy little doll. Um, for, for those, of course, listening who, who aren't familiar with the story, uh, in our show, The All-American Haunting, we um, employ the methods of a 19th uh, or a 20th century medium, a young boy named Theodore Brainerd, who made a huge impact on the spiritualist movement. Now, in in our case, Teddy is a fictional character in a play, but we do believe that the visage, the the um, the totem of Teddy, has a deep impact on the show in a psycho spiritual way. And in some 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 ways, some would say we've created a bit of an aggregor. Uh, something mm, that is mm. and isn't just on the basis of somebody believing that it is, right? Right. Um, that said, if we've ever worked with other entities or sources, we're—I think we're strong believers in archetypes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And also, I mean, I also, I personally work with spirit guides, um, and and ancestors on my own, so I'm very guided by that sort of spirituality, uh, which kind of inspired part of the show and inspired Teddy in a way as well. So I think we're both, we both feel very guided by spirit in general, um, just in our day-to-day lives. So I think that kind of reflects in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think what Mm. Teddy also really represents in the show is a metaphor. Teddy had his home, the orphanage, split in half so that half of it could be used for tuberculosis patients. And how often have we felt separated from a place or a thing that we love by what seems like a big, thick brick ball, uh, brick wall, something unbeatable, right? And then further mm-hmm. on, uh, Teddy died young and he didn't get to complete his work. But even with the barrier of death, even greater than a brick wall, right? Even with the barrier of death, Teddy still overcame that to work with us in the afterlife and to continue his work. So Teddy is a metaphor for the fact that even though people are separated from the things in their world all the time, maybe the universe is making room for something, or maybe it's a tower moment where everything has to come crumbling down. Whatever barriers come up, either emotional or physical, in our worlds, there is hope that we can reach out to the other side and still complete our destiny because nothing can separate us from our destiny, not even death. So while Teddy is you know, a part of the performance and in many ways made made real, may I ask if you've ever had any real experiences with entities that were not so friendly and how you protected yourself from that? Yes. So um, before, well, before we really were doing the seance, yeah, at I least mean, we were like a little together. Bit, we were a little bit, but it was mostly for friends and family. But I mean, because all of the, all of this came out of like a 
just out out of just a need for fun. Um, and so with that came the uh, hobby of ghost hunting. And mm. so <laughs> we so we got into that a little bit. And one time my friend was uh, dog sitting f- uh, for a client, one of hers, and and she had to stay there for a couple days. And she called us one of these nights and was like, I'm I don't know what's going on in this house, but I am so freaked out. I feel like someone's watching me. I just feel really uneasy. Will you guys just come and check it out just to see if there's anything just to make me feel better? And so we were like, okay, cool. Sounds spooky. Let's go. Um, I don't know if we were very smart about it or really protected ourselves in the way that you probably should. <laughs> um, so we we went to this house and um, upon walking in, everything felt okay. But the more you explored the upstairs of the house, it was just so eerie, this feeling, this heavy, heavy feeling. And take it over from here because you had the the, the ghost app on your phone. Yes, because uh, we use a spirit box. And, and at oh. the time, we were using something called Echo Vox, which was a great app. Um, I don't know if it's still available, but... The uh, the important thing that I remember was that there was a dog there, right? She's dog sitting. And this dog was so happy and mm-hmm. so friendly. You know, as soon as we locked the door behind us, this dog was just a joy. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, come on. I, what was his name? Do you remember? It was Buster or something. Yeah, something like Some that. Some typical beagle name. And we were <laughs> like, all right, come up. Come up the stairs. And everything's cool, but this is the room, right? We're getting to this room, this closet, where the energy's really thick, and also where our friend had said she had felt these watching eyes come from. And so I was like, grab the dog and put the dog in the room. And the Mm -hmm. dog, his pads touched the floor, and he shot out, tail between his legs. Uh. You never, this dog was so friendly and happy the whole time, but as soon as you put him in this room, boom, total change of personality went and hid under the bed. So, Whoa. of course, this was where we were going to investigate. <laughs> we, uh, we pulled out the spirit box and we started asking questions. And we got answers that, as far as we could tell, were about an old lady who was cantankerous right. and stuck in her ways and lived in this house. This is my house kind of situation. Typical oh ghost. Right. You know, what Whether you or expect. not it was true. <laughs> Whether or not it was true, right? <laughs> who knows what it was? Um, but we uh, we did a little banishment where we were just like, all right, well, it's time to go. This isn't your place anymore. I'll lead you toward the light. And if you'll remember, when we entered the house, we locked the door. Suddenly, from downstairs, we all hear, No. Yes. And the front oh. door <laughs> unlocked itself. And opened wide. Opened wide. No. I don't know if the spirit left or if the spirit was telling us to leave. Interesting. Yep. Oh my gosh. And that's and that's where it ends. We did. <laughs> that's probably the freakiest experience we've had. We've had some angry ghosts come through on a spirit box, but nothing with such activity and such weird occurrences as that one. Mm-hmm. What, what did they say any messages over this spirit box? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, my name is I can't even remember. It's like, "My name is Ingrid. I'm 72 years old. This is my house." Right. Um, so it was pretty it was clear. Very clear. Oh, it was it's clear. very it was clear. Words. If it you've was never ju- done mm-hmm. a spirit box session before, which it, many I imagine have not, we, we actually shocked. have. We actually yeah. have, but yeah. it didn't work. 
it didn't work. Can. It depends it on the just, place. Nothing happens. It's a really, know? it's a place to place thing. We've tried this everywhere. You know, there was a time when it worked in our house because there was some really weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. asked the universe to show us proof of ghosts. That was a mistake. And uh, all of a sudden we had all the spirit contact and we had to, we had to banish our own house. And then after that, the spirit box never worked. But during the mm-hmm. time when it did, it would recite our names. It would tell us the objects we pointed around in the room. Now, whether this is mm. our brains creating some kind of pareidolia, audio, sound effect, hallucination, Something. I don't know, but you can listen to the recordings <laughs> afterwards, you know, and it sounds clear as day. Uh, and there's nothing more chilling than when you go, what's my name? And it goes, Anthem or whatever your <laughs> yeah. name may be. Right? Oh, right. wow. It's, it's very freaky. Wow, yeah. wow. So to me, I'm acting like, yeah, of course the answers were clear. But yes, <laughs> it really is like that sometimes. Okay, okay. Yeah, just to tag on just a, a quickly if uh, to the ghost hunting equipment slash apps. Have either of you heard of the, the Randonautica or used it or oh. have any comments about, about that? Yeah, something, we've had some yeah, experiences with that. <laughs> yeah, we know about it, yeah. Well, we have one yeah, great have experience. A, okay, yeah. Um. It was, I know I keep coming back to the pandemic. It was the midst of the pandemic and we were bored. We were bored. Right? What else are you going to do? <laughs> right. Go randonauting. If, if, if anyone listening doesn't know what randonauting or randonautica is, it will create random points on a map or sometimes it will use quantum influenced points on a map to just create a spot. And the fun part is to set an intention before you do it and then see if it takes you to your intention. Um it's a fun metaphysical kind of weird freaky game to play quantum science physiology stuff you know uh and so we're sitting in our car and we're like all right let's do this just take us somewhere great now we start driving and i don't even know how we got to this part of town it almost feels like we blacked out and we appeared in this yeah, part of town it's it really kind of weird feel that way mm. i'm mm. driving down somewhere way north over by lakeside i can't even remember the name of the street as of this moment um, and I see something out of the corner of the eye. I was like, whoa, what was that? It was something on a building, a logo, something that looks very familiar. Now, I turn the car around and painted across this building and says, coming soon, Enigma Bazaar. And I'm like, hmm. wait a minute. Years ago, we had met these people at uh, what's sh- now Roxy on Broadway, but was at the time Syntax Physic Opera, where we had a show for two years. and. Hmm. We we were so happy to meet these folks then. This was years before this all happened because they wanted to book us at their venue and they were really cool bohemian people. And we just fell out of contact. I lost their business card and it just never came to fruition. Mm, a couple years. For a couple years, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, whoa, here's the logo that was on that card. This is striking me. Yes, I remember. The Enigma Bazaar. And that night we made a phone call and that now has been a fantastic connection and friendship for ours, uh, for ourselves here in the Denver area. They became an art bar. We wrote their original opening immersive experience show, and we continue to work with them to this day. They're absolutely fantastic. We actually have another immersive experience with them this March as far as everything's looking. So they've been a longtime friend, and that was all because of Randonautica. So, well, it was cool, though, because they we were like, well, let's just call them up and see if they're interested in working together. And they 
we we when we contacted them they were like oh my god that's crazy that you reach out right now because the person that was gonna write the opening for us uh dropped out and we are freaking out we don't know what to do and we were like hey do you, do you want a magic show and they, yeah so it just worked out really well and so yeah it was just like a weird thing that if we hadn't driven by it we probably never even know it was there. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Huh. So hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. We're gonna have to do more random nodding. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I know. Now we, that you, I forgot about it. We should do it again. Right. Yeah. I still have the app. Yeah. We made some videos. We got hooked. <laughs> nice. We, we, saw, yes. we saw some pretty strange things. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. What would you say to folks who want to communicate more with their loved ones on the other side? You take it, take it away. I I think I'm going to go deeper on this than I usually do, just because I've had such a great time here today, and I think that you guys will get this. Um, I was practicing mediumship in my high school years, and I was particularly good at it. I was really good at it, in fact, telling people the names and the the situations of their passed on loved ones. Uh, it was shocking to me, even. Because it just felt natural. It was just something I was just trying, and it worked. One day, this young lady... Now, I went to an alternative high school. This is a school for the kids that are having a hard time, the kids that are outcasts, the kids who get in trouble a lot. Yeah, right? I went to Colorado <laughs> Jay, Alternative Jason High Jason and I were in a similar... We're familiar. <laughs> there you go. Best decision for my education, by the way. Wow. Um, and... This girl came up and she was like, I really want to talk to somebody on the other side. Everyone at school says, you're the guy. And so can you make this happen? And I was like, sure. Just think about the person. And I got the impression that this person didn't know English on the other side. Because all I'm receiving is like feelings. And I was like, did perchance this person not speak English? She said, well, they were never born. They never learned to speak. And at this moment, I realized, oh, I'm talking to somebody's miscarried child. That's what mm. this person wants. Mm. And the feeling was love. And I was like, okay, the feeling is I'm, I'm waiting for the next time. I'm just going to become wiser up here. Don't worry, I'm coming back. And so I shared mm. this with this person. I thought this would be a lovely, warm, wonderful message. But this person, they had an ab reaction. They froze up. They went into a state of shock. And in fact, they, they took her to the hospital to make sure she was totally okay afterwards because she froze up completely. And I was just like, this is so easy for me, but it doesn't always work out for the most positive on the person on the other side. And so I really left it behind for a long time, knowing that it's a possibility, but never fully letting everyone else in on that. Mm. Now, I don't usually tell that part of the story. But this is where it'll come full circle. Later on in my life, as I became more well-known for psychic readings, and as you and I started working together around mm -hmm. the country, um, questions like that would come up frequently. In fact, it just happened to us a few weeks ago at a school in California. And what I've learned is that if I can channel this person that I've never met and that I have no real connection to other than on some grand cosmic level, then this person who has a piece of them inside them, who knew them, who has heard their voice and their laugh, this person, this person has so much more to go off of to contact this spirit. 
why should I take away the opportunity for them to tap into their own mediumship? We mentioned in the show uh, that Teddy was so good at spirit contact because to him it was just play. And that's very true of our approach, that an imaginative thing is not necessarily a fake thing. For instance, uh, a famous uh, test is to take an imaginary lemon, to slice open the juicy lemon, and to squeeze it in your mouth. Even though there's no lemon, you start to pucker up. You start to feel that sour feeling in your mouth. So just because something's imaginary doesn't mean it can't have a real impact on us. So if you're out there listening to this and you're maybe wondering if spirit contact is possible, consider for a moment that if you're willing to play, play a game of imagination, if that's what it takes, a game where you believe that you really could get a message or talk or experience something with this person that feels separate from you, but is still with you both in the past, present, and in the future. If you can feel connected to this person and you can close your eyes and listen for a message, who's to say that that message isn't real, or even more importantly, is less real than something you'd get from somebody who claims to be a professional medium. I am all about, and I would say we are all about personal mediumship to remember that you're still connected to that person there within you and that the messages you receive from them are most likely going to be far more representative of your true feelings, true experience, and true connection with that spirit if you do it on your own. So that would be the long, long answer <laughs> of why, uh, of where we come from as far as mediumship goes. Right. To all of our listeners, anyone out there, if you have not seen The All-American Haunting, I full-heartedly encourage you to go check one of these shows out when they are in town. They are amazing. We had yes. an amazing, fun time. Yeah, that was a delight. We uh, definitely expect to come back up to your neck of the woods, maybe this as early as this summer, but definitely next fall. We just had such a blast up there. And um, yeah, wherever you are all around the country, keep an eye out. Uh, we're always traveling and we're always appearing somewhere. Anthem and Aria, the Psychic Soulmates, a million thanks for joining us on Deep Spinach. It was such a pleasure speaking with, with you today and, of course, catching your show in Fort Collins. Um, that was absolutely amazing. Um, anything you'd like listeners and fans to know about any upcoming shows or projects or where they can find you on social media and so forth? Well, let's see. Uh, we're going to wrap up our October with um, a show in Boulder on the 22nd of October and, of course, a show in Denver on the 27th. But if you're listening to this after that, um, we don't have anything planned in November uh, or December in town. But if you want to have us at a company party or something like that, of course you can have one of our more uplifting, magical experiences at your event. Um, and in January, you can expect us uh, to be doing something at the Roxy on Broadway here in Denver, Colorado. So uh, keep an eye out for that in January. Uh, and otherwise, maybe we'll see you at uh, a corporate event, a college, or wherever you may be. 
And uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, just Anthem and Aria. You'll see it's a bald dude and And pink pink hair. hair And (laughs) and there we are. And uh, yeah, and our website is www.anthemandaria.com. Just think Anthem and Aria and you will find us. You will find us, yes. (laughs) Make it easy. Okay. Wonderful. Well, happy Halloween. Feliz Dia de los Muertos. And thanks again. Yes. Thank you. you. This was a joy. Deep Spinach is a production of the Javi Media Network on the web at javimedia.net. Have a question or comment? Send us an email. Info at javimedia.net. You can listen to Deep Spinach on popular podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Pandora. Send us a postcard, artwork, photos of strange creatures caught on camera, or any other curiosity you can think of to Javi Media Network, P.O. Box 519, Mead, Colorado, 80542. And as always, thanks for listening. Javi Media. <laughs>